You are listening to Teenager Zero's podcast. Chill out. Welcome back to Teenager Zero's podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to not miss out any of the contents, or just follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I update there when I'm almost uploading a new video or even a highlight. Anyways, for today, let's talk about teachers. <laughs> oh, before that, um, since you will be listening, uh, this podcast tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm basically recording this podcast on a Saturday, a day before I have to upload it. But anyways, a happy Deepawali to those who are celebrating it. For those who don't know, Deepawali is actually. Uh, an Indian festival celebration. Yeah, it's they. It's like um. Like the celebration is used to, if I'm not wrong, it's like to celebrate like, it's called the light festival. Yeah, and if you don't know how Deepavali looks like, basically there will be people who are decorating beautiful patterns using rice or like rice powder, or even and just people selling. Indian snacks, which is delightful. I absolutely love Indian snacks, like Muruku and like I can't wait to go to an open house. So that's all. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about teachers. Since I'm also working as a teacher, I teach English. FYI, since uh and since I'm good in it and I need money, <laughs> so yeah, I basically have the best of. Both worlds, you could say, since I'm part time student yet I'm part time teacher. But for the for today's episode, I'm just going to talk about a few teachers, I guess that that I have quite a good memory in. Ah, <laughs> uh, <coughs> I know mo. <coughs> sorry, my voice isn't that good. It isn't in the best condition today. But hey. Anyways. There are a few kinds of teachers. That's all I know. Since everybody has their own teaching style and those, and because of you know, different teaching styles, it gives you different impressions. There are like the annoying type teacher. There are what, the old school teachers. There are the interesting teachers. The one who, the teachers who thinks they're young, <laughs> and you know those types. And I've seen pretty much. A diverse, a diversity of teaching styles <laughs> until now. <laughs> of course, as a student, I can proudly say that I skipped class before. <laughs> I remember clearly that the first time I ever skipped class was during primary school. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I have a blur, blurry memory of what really happened uh during that day. But I remember I skipped class. It. It wasn't skipping. It was kind of like ditching class, because I went, I was in class, like halfway until I suddenly had to ditch it. But I remember it was our Malay class, because our cegu, which is teacher in Malay, let's call my cegu cegu chill. Yeah, because he's really chill. Yeah, so basically, I think. I don't know. I just remember like 
the whole class they were suddenly talking about hey xxx is kissing yyy in the class below us yeah i don't know what the hell goes on but yeah that happened to you know i happened to heard it and you know i just want to check it out because you know we primary school students who are going through puberty and a curiosity level is basically off the limit we just wanted to see how a kiss looked like in real life <laughs> although i bet everyone in my class watched high school musical or any romantic movies back then but hey the feelings are different <laughs> for those of you who are wondering um primary school is basically elementary elementary yeah elementary school in the american system because in malaysia we're using the british system so yeah primary school so as i said my teacher uh chigo chill he's really chill and laid back and to be honest i don't know if he noticed a few of his students went missing <laughs> before i explain how i ditch class i would like to talk about where our class was located by then okay so the incident was happening in a class right below ours and if you go out through the back door there's like the stairs to heaven not heaven i mean the stairs to you know go down go up so yeah you you can guess it me and a few of my our classmates we just sneak out uh by using the back door <laughs> but now that i think i think we were absolutely obvious by then because if, even if like i imagine i was like teacher uh chico chill i could like easily spot a couple of i don't know birds picking out or just people crawling out of the classroom in like what in the mid in daylight <laughs> but what happened after we sneak out was that we you know everybody uh those gossip those who like to gossip uh arrive at the classroom below us and we all just spied from the front door of the empty classroom and from the dark empty classroom with the sunlight shining in from the windows you could see inside two blooming lovers sitting at the back row on the floor holding hands <laughs> but in the end the couple broke up anyways so well i mean i don't know when did they broke up but yeah unfortunately i couldn't witness the legendary kiss but <laughs> I'm really sure why we did that in the past. <laughs> uh by that time I think I was eleven. Yeah, I think I was ten or eleven by doing my first ever teaching class. <laughs> also maybe some of you would think what kind of school did I attend where students bloom in love or even skip classes? Such a bad school. Well I can't say the name of course. <laughs> I mean the uh because they're going to sue me anyways but uh, no but i must say that it's a it's a high performance school yeah i think that's what it is because in in mandarin it's like so if you direct translate it it's like yeah high performance school and it's even known to be like the model school like parents who want their kids to be in this primary school but actually now that i think of it i don't 
I'm not so sure about these titles that schools have. Like, even when I was young, when I look back and I just see those titles, I'm like, really? <laughs> because those titles, I think it's just to raise people's expectations for us. Like, uh, sending your kids to this school maybe makes our, our kids to be prestigious students or like, behave. But hey, 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 parents, parents, parents. Students are still students, alright? We can do bad stuff if we are not under control. And hey, we also have this period called rebellious. Anyways, back to Che Chil. He was the first person also to tell us about polygamy. For those of you who don't know polygamy, it basically means a person who marries more than one. And in our country, it's actually yeah it's actually practiced among like the muslims because um if you're a male and you're muslim you're actually allowed to marry more than one woman so yeah it's it's actually um practiced in our country since you know there are uh the national um what is it the national religion yeah it's muslim so he basically he told us that he had he has multiple wives and we are like what <laughs> i don't know if he still does but yeah it was shocking to us <laughs> like i remember i think it was because we asked about his rings and he just told us that he, i don't know he has four wives i think that's how many he has but yeah we were like really you get to marry more than one I think by then, my male classmates kind of, you know, had a spark in their eyes. <laughs> Anyways, that's from my Malay teacher. I think he was probably the chilliest, you know, the laid-back type teacher. Yeah, that's him. I don't think I have a clear memory about what happens during primary school or even like a kindergarten because I just remember those that impacted me a lot. Like, I remember that one time I actually got stuck in a cubicle in my primary school's toilet. I remember just banging on the door, screaming for help. Until, I don't know what happened, I keep messing with the lock until it unlocked itself. <laughs> Anyways, coming to secondary school. I think secondary school is like the turning point for me. It was because in secondary school, I got in touch with like, um, that was when I got in touch with K-pop, I got in touch with YouTube, I, uh, that's when I know about, you know, um, PewDiePie, um, like, Markiplier and all those. So yeah, that was when I got to know about YouTube, and yeah, that was when I found out that I really like to do creative writing. Yeah, so it, it basically is kind of like a turning point that made me realize my interest. So yeah, but while I was scripting this, <laughs> I, I thought for a long time because <laughs> to the teachers, uh, I'm so sorry for the teachers that taught me during secondary school, but yeah, I kind of have a blurry memory about you guys. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for secondary school, it's basically middle school and high school combined. Yeah, that's our secondary school. And also, that applies to uh, all Malaysian uh, secondary school, by the way. 
And I don't think I skipped class before, that's one. Um, unless any of you who are listening, you were my schoolmate and remember that I happened to skip class, please, you know, hit me up. <laughs> Anyways, for my primary school and secondary school, I actually followed my sister's um, footsteps. When it comes to secondary school, it actually depends on your results in uh, the UPSR, which is kind of like an entrance exam, yeah, and where your siblings went. Since I got um, pretty good results, and my sisters went to this secondary school, so yeah, I got in easily. <laughs> my secondary school was actually um, also known for being high quality in terms of schools, and yeah, a lot of parents wanted their uh, their kids to go there as well but hey students are students <laughs> anyways in secondary school there was this discipline teacher and if I were to you know categorize in which type of teacher she was I would say she's the loud type because um when I first enrolled into the school I think a lot of uh, I think newcomers uh, like me they would probably had the same first impression about this discipline teacher because my first impression of her was just fierce like she was like the reincarnation of a lion like she was loud <laughs> but in the end when you get to you know know her you get to uh, you you're like taught by her she's actually a really nice teacher so anyways before I say how loud she could get, let's talk about the geographic of my school's compound. So basically, there's like three blocks. Yeah, three blocks in total. So I always had my classes going on at the last block, which is the block towards your right when you walked into my school. So yeah, how loud was that discipline teacher? There was one time where we basically was just, you know, we were just waiting for our next class and then suddenly there was this just a loud uh, screaming like she was shouting someone's name and it echoed like we could even hear it from the last block and like from the volume you could know that she's like from the uh, she was shouting from the previous blocks so yeah that's how loud she was and even doing assemblies, she actually, <laughs> she doesn't actually require a microphone too. <laughs> so yeah, but she's really nice even though, you know, she's really loud. She's still like, she still really cares about like her students. And yeah, I really like her in the end. Wait, speaking about discipline. Ah, now I know. Ah, okay, so... I realized why I never skipped school before because we had this disciplinary mark system yeah so we had this uh, disciplinary mark system I forgot what we called them but yeah basically when you enroll into um, my school I don't know if it, it applies to the others but if you enroll to my school you will have a hundred marks to start off and based on which school rule that you broke uh, they deduct your marks <laughs> and because of that system it kind of kept most of us in our 
our seats during class. <laughs> also, speaking of which, um, remember when I told you guys that I work part time? I work part time as a teacher. Yeah. So my boss, she's basically my ex teacher in that tuition center. So yeah, I attended that tuition center since I was primary school, and then I also joined in during secondary school. And yeah, I graduated from there as well. So I knew her for quite a while, and she was in in my um in my heart. She was the she was yeah one of the greatest teachers that ever taught me. Like she's encyclopedia. <laughs> she knows about a lot of things. That's what I could tell. And yeah, I know. Like some of you guys will be like, oh, uh. Oh, it's normal for a student to, you know, think that her teacher, uh, her teacher knows a lot. But no, she really knows a lot. Like when it comes to um, uh, from five, she actually like she talked, uh, she talked to us about like the politics status and like history, history of like other countries and like just. A lot of things like she experienced a lot, and because because if you come because in Malaysia we actually learn about Malaysian history only. We don't learn like you know history of China, history of um England or something like that. No, we don't get to learn it. But we had to learn about the Malaysia history only, and because of that, we actually we actually kind of clueless what. What um other countries um histories are, therefore when whenever I go to her class, she actually like um explain to us some of the countries and was like, so how did this word came? So yeah, she was basically encyclopedia for me, and now she's my boss, which is great. <laughs> At least I know I'm in good hands, anyways. So. Since I'm in university now, no doubt there are a few lecturers that gave me great impressions. So I'm just going to exclude the lecturers that I mentioned before in my podcast, uh, which was my psychology intro to psycho, intro introduction to psychology lecturer. Although he's the second one, so yeah, let's just exclude him. Our first candidate is of course my marketing lecturer. So I took marketing during my first semester. Yeah, so I took marketing during my first semester, and there was uh apparently the lecturer who taught uh who is who was going to teach us was um me uh we we're just going to what should we call her? We we're just going to call her what? Yeah, we we're just going to call her City. <laughs> so yeah, so Miss City. Yep, that's why we're going to call her. Yep. Alright, so my marketing, uh, lecture, we're just going to call Miss City. She came in and we were like, "Wow, that's a beauty right there." She was very beautiful. Like when she came in, I was like, "Okay, wow, we are going to have this beautiful teacher." All right, I'm up. <laughs> anyway, so she, when she spoke, she actually she possessed a great English um pronunciation and her accent was on point as well. And we happen to know that her f- her parents they are actually from 
America. I think they are like Malaysians that went to America, but when they wanted to give birth to our beautiful lecturer, they came back to Malaysia in the end. So yeah, that that's why she. I think and she went to a lot of places. So you know that's how she kind of possessed such a great English accent. But yeah, and she worked a lot uh, in a lot of places despite her age. Like she looked really young. And she told us that she worked for big companies in like uh several countries, and she uh, she like took on like um projects that worth like millions and millions of dollars, and so we're like okay, you're this young okay, and you work for these companies. She's like yeah, and then. Right off the bat, like during our first lecture, she just told us everything about her. Not everything, but like, uh, some common questions that we wanted to ask about her. And she told us that she actually has two children, and we're like, what? Because, like, if you, if you like, just if you take a like take a look at her, she. She doesn't look like a mom. <laughs> That's why she's really young and like really beautiful. So yeah, she's a really talented lecturer, and I am going to put her in the category of an interesting lecturer. Yes, the interesting type, the one who talks a lot. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> so during every lecture, she actually talks about her. Her own life story, because when she talks about the story, it kind of like you know re related to um the topic, or you know she just happened to thought of this topic and just talk about it. And there was this one time when she talked about her pregnancy period when she was pregnant with her children. She, as you guys know, pregnant uh pregnant women tend to have um a craving of a certain food, right? And before I tell you her craving, let me just say that she's a Malay, she's Muslim, alright, and she's Malaysian basically. So yeah, these three things, right? And her craving during pregnancy, out of I don't know a thousand thousands of uh foods out there, she craved for bacon. <laughs> I remember when she told us, we were like, oh gosh. <laughs> like, wow, imagine that. Ah. <laughs> imagine that craving, like, you couldn't eat that forbidden fruit. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that was her craving, but she was like, you thought, uh, she was like, um, so you think that mine, mine was bad? Oh no, you don't. You better listen to what my neighbor craved for. And apparently, her neighbor happened to uh, be uh, be pregnant as well. Her neighbor craved for tar. Yes, T A R, which is you know those road, you know like road those stones. Yeah, she craved for those. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, please don't. <laughs> After listening to that story, I was like, oh gosh, please don't. Let me crave for anything weird if I happen to get pregnant. 
I remember she even said that because her neighbor like craved for that the tar, her her husband actually went to the road and like pick up a stone for her to like I don't know. I mean, I I don't she didn't eat it of course, but like lick it I think I'm like okay <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, marketing was quite a fun uh lecture since you know we get to learn about how you could market yourself. I remember when we first talked to her, she she found she found out that I didn't have an English name because by that time I didn't really like people calling me Angel because it sounds so you know like oh my god you're an angel from heaven. I'm like oh. So anyways, so when I told um my uh, marketing lecturer my name, she was like, you should find a name. You have to brand yourself. I'm like, okay. And speaking about English names, I, when she told me about that, branding yourself, I actually suddenly thought of a nickname that I had during secondary school. So during secondary school, I happened to be known by my classmates since I volunteered myself to become the class monitor or like the class president I don't know what you guys call it but yeah the monitor of our class and because of that they happened to knew my full name which is um I won't say it but my surname is actually T-E-O-H Teo so since they couldn't remember like the the Malays or like Indians they can't really remember my Chinese name they just started calling me Tio which is from the which is just my surname T O H so what happened was I had this nickname called Teo and for those of you who don't know Malaysia we have this beverage which is spelled T E H hyphen O yeah so they basically took my O H and just reverse them I mean flip them yeah something like that to become T-E-H and then Teo yeah that's how I got the nickname Teo and then they just keep teasing me saying what Teo ice limau and stuff yeah basically it's a drink in Malaysia and it's absolutely delicious yeah you guys should try it if you happen to come to Malaysia so yeah that was my Nickname, but I don't want it to, you know, <laughs> I don't want everybody to call me Teo as well. So <laughs> uh, let's just drop it. And that that was actually um one of the reasons why I called my um channel name T Angel. It's because yeah, the T from Teo, Teo it's actually the beverage that is T in Malay. Yeah, so um Teo. So I'm like okay, why not I just put T, uh. And then Angel, which is, you know, my English name, Angel. It's not an English name. I'm not Christian. I'm like, what is it? It's a nickname by my sister. So yeah, Angel. That's how you got the Angel. Anyways, back to our teachers. Another candidate is my law tutor. And I swear, I will put him into... The, ca the category between annoying and old school yep and I'm not afraid to say it we're just going to call him Mr. Perfect not because he's he's OCD or anything but he really expects 
his class to be perfect, like the perfect class in the world. So just to clear, before I met Mr. Perfect, the first time I heard of him is from my lecturer, my law lecturer. Yeah, I took law. <laughs> I took a lot of things, but yeah. So I took law and I heard him for the first time from my law lecturer. And I quote, Mr. Perfect may be a little old-fashioned, but he has taught for 30 years. That was what my lecturer said, and I'm like, okay, I just know that he'll be old and everything should be fine. And no, it's not. When I go to, to, uh, to my law tutorials, Mr. Perfect will be there to teach us etiquette, how we should behave in class. And I, and yeah, I absolutely appreciate that. But you know soon enough why his expectations are quite a bit of a problem. So let's talk about how to be the perfect student by our Mr. Perfect. First, remember to always greet your tutor or lecturer when you walk into the class. Ask about his weekend. What, he, what did he do? Did he eat his lunch or dinner or breakfast? If you just came back from a term break or holiday, ask how was his holiday and such. I'm like, okay. Secondly, Always respond to your lecturer or tutor's questions or statements and do not argue back when you are right. Always say sorry when he claims that you've done something wrong. Also, always be better than the previous class. And finally, prepare yourself before you go to class, cram yourself with tons of general knowledge especially about Malaysia history and any worldwide statistics. Get ready with the answers for the tutorial questions. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he's right in terms of, you know, um, preparing yourself before you go to class or like responding to his questions. Uh, but, huh, I just couldn't stand the comparison he, he made. Like, and him not wanting to acknowledge our answers. Like, unless you find your class is filled with competitive people like those anime protagonists that fights to be number one, then yeah, sure, go ahead and compare. But why compare that? Why compare that much? Like, in my experience, I don't think by comparing people, it doesn't necessarily bring out the optimum results since everyone is different. And by doing comparison, who uh, like who is better and who is worse it might just make it it just it just makes the situation worse by making your students either hate the subject or just you or even both anyways of course there are pros in terms of comparing or else there won't be the ranking uh, system in exams but hey if you want to keep comparing us with the previous class then as far as I could see, it didn't really bring out the expectation that my tutor actually wants. And one critical aspect of our class that I never told you guys is that our class is filled with people who tend to be quiet in class. Like the extroverts are already in the previous class, so yeah. Thus nobody actually responds to him when he asks something. Since, you know, we're quiet. 
I mean, he either compares our answer by saying it's not good as the previous class or he just laughs it off. And in return of not responding, he would nag us and I quote, You all didn't meet my expectations. But also, another point to uh, say is that yes, you should greet your lecturer or tutor. Yes, that's a very basic um, etiquette to have. But to me, I, I don't think it's really necessary to like ask about what uh what he ate, what he did during those because it's just too much. Even if like my students suddenly ask me, I will be like, Are you okay? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's his expectations on us and it was basically a hard time just trying to pass that one semester. I don't know about you guys, but in my university, substitute lecturers are quite common as my lecturers are people who, you know, fly here, fly there, attending events. But during my first semester, I took human physiology. And there were a few times when the original lecturer went missing. <laughs> the original lecturer, let's just call him, what should we call him? He's really cool. So we're going to call him Dr. Cool. Yeah. And a substitute came in, yeah, when he's gone, when Dr. Ku is gone. So there are these two substitutes uh, that uh, always came in, it's either of them. We're just going to call them Mr. Boring and Mr. More Boring. Why did I call them that? You'll find out sooner, soon enough. Whenever I went to class, I kept praying, like hoping that it wouldn't be them, because I can't stand the way they teach. As the both of them, the the two substitutes, uh, uh, they actually have doctoral, yeah, in like the in human physiology, I think, like they have the word doctor in front of their name. So yeah, I don't think they're yet that experienced when it comes to teaching, though, because when they teach, they just read from the slides, and yeah, if you guys know, reading in a uh if a lecturer reads in like a monotone, you guys would know how boring it would be. <laughs> Therefore, if it's like one of them actually comes in, you could see some students started to exit from the lecture theater. <laughs> or like, because our lectures, they're like two hours long. So there will always be a break after like an hour uh, teaching. There will always be like a five minutes, ten minutes break. And yeah, <laughs> between that like 5 minutes and 10 minutes after that 5 minutes break you could see a like decline in the number of students <laughs> I feel so sorry for them but Mr. Boring did M up his teaching methods when Dr. Ku was there to attend the lecture as well uh, therefore I named his I named him as Mr. Boring instead of Mr. More Boring but I still think my I still think Dr. Koo was way better. <laughs> the reason why I think um, Dr. Koo or even like my law lecturer uh, were better is because they actually relate teaching topics to our daily life stuffs. For example, like law, we actually get to relate it since in law uh, lectures, we actually talk about the common 
common issues like society are facing like society is facing like the LGBT issues like um uh like the definition of law like does the law control us regulate us or do we change the law and etc and they they actually relate these topics by our day lifestyles this also applies to human physiology there was one time when our doctor Ko actually had uh i think had a heart attack yeah when he was outstation and he actually showed us his um i think it was an x-ray of like his heart like what happened to his heart and he taught us like how to differentiate uh like how his blood vessel was clotted and such and it was really cool to you know get to learn this stuff and they and in human physiology because it's just like you know learning about the functions of our body so you know we get to um learn it by you know just relating to daily life stuff like when we um scrape ourselves there will be inflammation and blah 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 so yeah also my lecturers they actually do jokes as well which further makes the class more interesting of course they make uh but i can't do these jokes in my channel i guess because <laughs> they're <laughs> 18 above <laughs> but yeah it was uh they were fantastic in a way i remember there was one time dr Ku suddenly suddenly said meme <laughs> we just burst out laughing because <laughs> we're like what meme <laughs> and then he was like meme <laughs> meme <laughs> But yeah, they were really, they were like really fantastic lectures. Uh, also, which includes our Miss City as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, being as you could uh, see, being a teacher is extremely difficult. Even when I'm doing this part time, I, I really sometimes there are, there are times where like, I think this job is really difficult. Because you have to make the lessons in uh, lessons interesting, and you have to let your students to be interested in this subject that you're teaching as well. And a way to do that is, of course, to to understand like what your students might be interested in or like the trends nowadays. You can also say this. Uh, this kind of use in like podcasters, YouTubers, as they relate nowadays trends into your topics, do you know, get your attention? Yeah, same, same um, concept. So yeah, there are times that when my students actually said something, that even my boss didn't get it, but since I'm quite convenient with the technology and could catch up with the latest news, I get to relate with them. I remember there was one time my students suddenly asked me if I watch It Chapter 2. You guys know, right? Pennywise. Yeah. So I was like, huh? I'm like, did you watch it? And I'm like, they were like, no, you can't watch it. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> but still, there are... Of course, most of the times while I'm teaching, I'm really happy that I get to experience the job. I really love teaching because just being able to know this like they these pure human beings and like just people who wanted to learn more 
it's really fun to like getting to know and in the same time we get to like exchange knowledge as well and another fun part is that when your students pass their exams damn i was so happy <laughs> anyways yeah that's all for today's podcast if you like it you know what to do <laughs> doing the end credits <laughs> so yeah see you guys at the next episode goodbye